and welcome to the Rate of Power podcast. I'm Ryan, and with me as always is my man, Moss. How you doing today, partner? I'm doing good. I don't know about always, but uh, sometimes. With me, whenever we do an episode is my man, Moss. <laughs> well, hi, good to uh, be back, Ryan. Yeah, you know, we took a few months off. Uh, <laughs> it started off for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, and then it was also during our Texas Tech football depression time. Yeah. Um, we didn't have much to talk about positive. Nope. I uh, didn't feel like being a sad boy. So uh, we just passed. I'll take the blame, Ryan. You know, I'll, I'll take hey, the blame for it. Hey, it's not all on you, brother. We were all having a tough go. And the issue was that I got so into the basketball program while this was going on. And, you know, work got crazy and your work got crazy. And, uh, yeah, we just went on a yeah. little couple-month vacation. Yeah, people might not know it, but we don't do this full-time. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not paying the bills. Uh, but um, we're back. And, uh, you know, the football season, we all know it ended badly. But we're actually not here to talk about football. We're going to do that when season comes back around. We're here to talk basketball, folks. Let's uh, let's give a little recap, though, about how the football team ended up and where we're at. All now. right. Let me give a recap of the last five games. Loss, 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 loss. No bowl. Mm. No more Cliff Kingsbury. Mm. New coach. Alan Bowman goes down. Duff can't do anything. Uh, our main man, Cliff, gets traded or fired. Sorry, not traded. Fired. Goes to USC, leaves USC, and now is the head football coach at the Arizona Cardinals. And I'll be honest, I'm excited to watch him there. Uh, me too. I am definitely not a Cardinal fan, but I will enjoy nope. watching him coach for sure. Agreed. I, you know, I would have liked to see him still at Texas Tech for another year or two, especially working with Bowman. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what he can do at the next level. I'm really excited. I am much more excited to see what he can do versus what Coach Wells can do. You know, I, I'm i a little higher on Coach Wells than you, as we both know. Um, I think, you know, what he did at uh, fucking Utah State was very impressive. That team, it, it was, a, for his talent, they were a good team, strong offense, good defense. What the fuck's the offense coordinator, Yost? Yost, Yost? David Yost. Looks like, looks like he's straight out of like, the future or some shit. <laughs> Um, big like, fan of that guy. He looks like Owen Wilson. He looks like the illusion. <laughs> he does. For anyone like... who doesn't know the illusion, YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, he's the illusion. You think he cuts his own hair too? Oh, totally fucked that up. Uh, uh, totally pitted, bro. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm excited to see what can happen. It seems like the players are still, obviously they all put up posts, like, you know, RIP, but I mean, not RIP, but you know, they're sad clubs leaving, but they all seem like, from following them on social media, they seem pretty hype about next season. They're all still, you know, good camaraderie. Bowman saying, Bowman's putting up a post to Kingsbury, Harrell, fucking Mahomes, and then who's next? And I, I was like, damn, Bowman, you cocky fuck. Beyond cocky. I love it. You yeah. know, we talked if, about we talked about Bowman's package earlier in the season. We're going to see it on full display, folks. Yeah, they might have grew. He is definitely cocky. Yeah, and fucking Vasher came back. Yeah, I wonder uh, why. He seems hype. He was definitely not ready to go to the league. No, um, I think, no. I think he probably just got caught up with the coach leaving and everything and said, okay, his, I'm I mean, out his too. ball skills, high-pointing a ball, it's it's top talent in the league. So I'm excited to see him put on a few more pounds, get a little bit better, and uh, have a hell of a season with Bowman. That could be a dynamic duo, man. 
God, if you looked at Texas Tech's recruiting numbers last year, I'm sorry, for this year, they are so, we're below Kansas. I think we're the 73rd highest ranked recruiting class this year. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. It's yeah, so but because I mean, you lose a big name like Cliff, and then at the same time, Tech never was, it, they don't often, I should say, get big recruits from out of state mm-hmm. just because there's so many localized good programs all over the country. And, you know, then we're fighting in state for, for good talent against, you know, UT and A&M and stuff. And then when someone like Cliff leaves on top of all of that, mm-hmm. and it's going to be turnover in this new coach, then, yeah, your recruiting is going to take a, take a hit, especially when Cliff was such a good recruiter. But um, I, I just can't believe co- that they got rid of Cliff Kingsbury knowing that Patrick Mahomes had a chance at being the NFL MVP. And, like, just all the attention that was around Mahomes – you know, and yeah. Cliff teaching him, and then Baker Mayfield's coming in that had you know that had um, ties to Cliff as well. God, yeah, like, I mean, obviously just, he knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. He's just he's hot. He was just a hot name in the street. But and a hot uh, dude. <laughs> but anyways, um, one more thing about yeah. Cliff. Hop in. Uh, one of my funny. I think the funniest part of this whole thing. It's incredible, actually. Fucking Cliff goes to USC as their offensive coordinator. They're like, oh yeah. We got this high-flying Texas Tech offense. This is going to run some shit. And then Cliff goes, nah, never mind. I'm a head coach of the NFL now. And who did they hire? Graham Harrell <laughs> to be the new offensive coordinator of USC. He was doing a great job at North Texas. Yeah. Like Their offense was doing – yeah, he was the OC at North Texas. They were doing good. But it's so funny. They're like, shit, we can't have Cliff. What's the next closest thing? Yeah. I guess we'll take Graham Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Also – Cliff DM'd me on Instagram. I did screenshot it, so I have proof. Yes, he did. I have proof. But then I tried to show someone that Cliff was DMing me, and he deleted it somehow. It's just magically gone. Yeah, shout out Pat. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, getting past, you know, the dismay and depression of the football team, uh, the basketball team, the men's Raiders, are killing it this year. Um, they were projected to be second to last in the Big Twelve with uh, how many how many players left the team last year? Six. Uh, three uh, went to the NBA. Put th- it that way. Three went to the NBA, and uh, Justin Gray actually is playing pro in uh, he's playing pro in England. I think he's playing for the Bristol Flyers. Um, and yeah, so we ha- most of our seniors. All I'm sorry, all of the seniors are gone, <laughs> and then we and then we lost a couple. Uh, to go play professionally, but uh, they reloaded. Um, I'm, I mean, it's such they're so fun to watch. They are so fun to watch, especially the last couple games. They look awesome. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the reload, they kind of did it in a different way too. You know, they brought in a couple graduate transfers. They got Matt Mooney from South Dakota State, Killing and uh, Tariq Owens from he's from a big Saint East John's, Saint John's, Saint John's, York, yep, yeah, Saint John's. And then they got that freshman uh, Kyler Edwards. Kyler Edwards killing it. He's looking good. And, you know, it's a different look. It's like a, a pretty different look without having Zaire or Zach Smith, yeah. uh, not having Keenan Evans. Mm-hmm. But we got our boy Brandone. He's always there. Brandone Francis. I've been and, very hard on him, but he has been playing yeah. lights out the last couple games. But I think the craziest part about this season was before it started, fucking Coach Beard says, I think that Jarrett Culver is going to be the number one player in Texas Tech program history, and now he's in the short list. To win player of the year. He's like top 10 in voting. He's in the finalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, 
his rating this year, if you look on Ken Palm, was uh, just slightly below Trey Young's of last year. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's right now Ken Palm has him as the seventh best player in the country. It's incredible. It's wild. And he, he is playing good. And shout out Coronado High School. Um, you're one of the, one of the hosts is an alum as well as Jared Culver. Um, also shout out Trey. Also, Trey Young. No, 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 no. His brother. Oh, I was going to say, fuck that kid. <laughs> no, no, no. I went to school with Trey. Anyways, oh, uh, looking looking at the record, we are what in Big 12 play? We're 12-6 uh, and six currently, so we're still in contention for a Big 12 title. Um, yeah, we we're could, currently second in the Big 12 uh, behind Kansas. We uh, Kansas State. Can, Kansas. Uh, Kansas State, that's right. Kansas State, which is blowing my mind. Yeah, Kansas has not looked like the same Kansas team of late due to injuries and uh, I guess personal leave too. But you know, we uh, we've only had one slip up at home to Iowa State, who is playing very well, and they were playing extremely well in that game. Uh, we went on a two game uh, slide against Baylor, who also is playing just very very well as well, and then uh, Kansas State, um, who again very they're a very very good team. Um, we lost to Kansas at Kansas, but we've had some good wins. We blew out Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Uh, we beat Oklahoma State, you know, for the first time in I think 13 years at Oklahoma State, and uh, beat them by 28. Yeah, and, and I mean, or 18, but, but we we were up by like 30. No, we won. Oh yeah, 28. Might be. Um, we also beat Texas at Texas. That was the first time uh, we've done that. I don't even know how long. Um, and we rolled West Virginia twice. Yeah, we rolled West Virginia twice, and West Virginia is now looking like they're playing a lot better. Um, but there is a lot, there's a lot of dysfunction on that team. The whole tripping oh, yeah. incident at at Texas Tech was uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, we beat TCU handedly at home. Uh, we have to play TCU um, at TCU, uh, but the game coming up is Baylor at home. Um, we're projected to win by 10. Um, Baylor is a dangerous team though. That's a, they can play good defense. They They play real. They have a good offense and good defense. That's the thing about the big 12 basketball actually is defense is what runs big 12 basketball. The opposite of the football. (laughs) The opposite of the football. But I mean, if you look at our schedule for the remainder, it's like we got four home games, two away games. Obviously it's all conference play left at this point. And I mean, the biggest test of it all, I, every time you play Kansas, I know that they haven't been – I mean, they're still tied with us conference record-wise, 8-4, and four, uh, and the, but they're not the Kansas of last year, the Kansas of the years before, but they're still good. When Gerald Vick comes back, they're still very good. That's going to be a test. And then the biggest one on the road, Iowa State last game of the season. Uh, I also want to correct myself. We are 8-4, and four, not 12-6. and six. We're projected at 12-6, and six, so uh, also my bad. Yeah, but I'm projecting – I think the I think, I think we, we roll. Win. I think we're we... gonna win. We're gonna win every home game. Uh huh. And then that game, the two road games are TCU and Iowa State. I think we beat TCU because we're gonna be we're gonna be in the middle of a fucking six game win streak when we hit TCU. We're gonna be rolling. And then that last game, Iowa State. I that's gonna be a fucking tester. But I think we can do it. You know what's crazy about this team is they play such good defense at every position. Every single one of the players can play such good defense. I think we are the most charged um, defense in the country. Yeah, we're also ranked by, like, I love Ken Palm stats. I know you do, too. Ken Palm has us ranked as a number one defensive team in both efficiency and effective field goal percentage. Yeah. It's insane. 
That, and block – we're eighth in the country in blocks because Tariq Owens owns the paint. Yeah, Tariq Owens is a monster, man. Both – Mooney had a crazy game last night. He was five for five from three. Uh, I like that kid. He's like 25 years old. <laughs> Matt Mooney is awesome. He is uh, – he's just so stone cold. Uh, yeah. He doesn't show very much emotion, especially in his post-game interviews. Um, I, it's also great having someone like him who can like – when it's a close game towards the end, you got to lead – He's someone that you can give the ball to dribble out a clock and, and know he's not turning it over. Yeah, and I mean, God, I mean, we can go down the list of the starters here. Um, I'd love to. We've already talked about Jarrett Culver. Um, yeah, he's number seven in the national polling for player of the year. Uh, Matt Mooney, we've already talked about. Um, he's a great shooter. Um, he's starting to find his own also shooting the ball. Um, he also is amazing at steals. Um, I think he had one of the – I think he was leading the Big 12 in steals. Mid-season? I believe it. Um, I believe it. And then we got Tariq Owens, who also has just been jamming dunks. I mean, some highlight reel dunks. Just Dude, nasty. Offense and defense in the paint, the guy is insane. Yeah, nasty, nasty. Also, like, you look at him, and, like, he's tall. He's not, like, crazy tall. He's 6'10". So it's, like, in college, that is very tall. But he's not, like, this crazy 7-footer. And he's very skinny. Yeah. He's not a big guy, but he owns the paint. He owns the paint. I think we call him Luigi with that uh, with that mustache or Mario. I can't, <laughs> can't remember which one they were calling him. I think he's uh, a Luigi. He, he also can knock down threes, and he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good with short range uh, twos and mid range twos as well, especially on the wing. Uh, Brandon Francis, six man of the year candidate. Brandon, um, God, I, you know, if you look at my text history of, uh, when Tech's playing, uh, basketball games, it's either, <laughs> I hate, I either, it's like, I hate Brandon or I love Brandon. And it seems yep. every time I hate Brandon, they lose or it's a close game. But when I love Brandon, they blow teams out. So I think Brandon is not a starter, but I think he is the most important player on the Texas Tech team. He start he starts some games. It's him and Kyler Edwards kind of switch off, but he is kind of the glue. He's a se- he's a guy that's been around the longest on the team. He's a senior leader. You know the other seniors are transfers. He's been around the block, and you know he's definitely the glue. You're right. He's a, he's got to hold the team together. The the glue of Texas Tech. I, I just don't want to go over Norris Odiase. Now that oh, he, yeah. he is the captain of the team. He is, is he the captain? one. He is the one that brings all the toughness to the team. He's been – he was one of the – I think he's the only uh, Tubby Smith uh, recruited player still on the team. Um, oh. But he, he is a he's monster. A unit. Yeah, he is a unit. He is, he is so good in the paint. Um, he's a great defensive player as well. Um, and, then, and then a surprising player that's really shown improvement is Davide Moretti. Um, he he is just he's really shown that he learned a lot from Keenan Evans last year. And did, um, did you see what he was doing in the off season this year? What was he, he doing, was, Ryan? He was playing for the Italy U uh, under twenty one team, Italy national team, over in uh, different tournaments overseas. Just and he balling? was playing great. He was playing great, just knocking down threes left and right, just kind of like how he has been this year. And like I mean. The kid at the line, he's sixth in the country in free throw percentage. Yeah, he's fucking. He's shooting forty three percent from three this year, which is insane. That's funny. Uh, Moretti's been. You're right. A surprise 
his jump from freshman to sophomore year has been massive. Yeah, he's he's looking like a really good na- like nationally ranked player. Like he's looking like someone that could go to the league next year. I'm really hoping that he actually sticks around for another year. I honestly think he hopefully he sticks around for all yeah. of his years at Texas Tech. I-, I could see him being a four year guy. I could see him being a four year guy too. Um, I think if he just puts more size on him, I, I like what stands out about Moretti is his three point shooting, and I just don't think he is good enough to go- just to take that to the league and be uh, and just be uh, a league player that. It's uh, just there to knock down threes. I um, agree. His handles you know have gotten a lot better. Um, yeah. What, Ryan? It, it, it's it's now we're talking about multiple Texas Tech starters, and we're talking about them going to the NBA, and it's not a stretch at all. It's like this is a no. team that's now producing NBA talent. The recruits, like, they're not – most of them aren't very recruited players, but the way Beard develops them and just how they've proved themselves, kind of have that chip on their shoulder – they're turning out to be an incredible team and great individual players too. Yeah, I mean, we can go down the list. Who's going to the NBA next year? Jarrett Culver is definitely going to be a lottery pick. I could see Matt Mooney getting picked up. I could see him undrafted or second round. Late round. Uh, I could see him a late round drafted player for sure. I could see. Um, I see. Could see him go to the league. If yeah. They make uh, a, if they make a big splash in the tournament and he's highlighted, I could see him getting picked up. Tariq Owens. Uh, just because he's a little undersized, I, I, I see him playing the G League a couple years, maybe overseas uh, for a little bit. But I can really? see him getting there. Yeah, um, I mean he's I mean he's eighth in the country in block percentage, like on um, possessions wise. But he's I just think he doesn't quite have the offensive skill set to be someone who's going to get drafted like right away. I definitely think he's gonna. I think he can get drafted maybe second round or be undrafted again. And then end up – I mean, there's only two rounds in the NBA draft. So to get drafted, it's so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely going to be someone who's going to either go to the G League or go overseas and keep working and hopefully hopefully, uh, he, hopefully, get to the league one day. I mean, he already has his degree. Um, I could see – yeah, I could see that. I could see him playing for a few years trying to figure it out, kind of like what Justin Gray is doing. Yeah. Uh, I think he's more talented than Justin Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm just glad he's on tech. Uh God, I'm very, very excited for March. Hopefully we get a three or four seed in the tournament. Uh, I'm really hoping mm-hmm. for that. Um, uh, it comes down to the Big 12 tournament where our seeding is going to end up. Yeah, and it comes down it comes down to the last uh, six games here because we're projected at a five seed right now. And also we're playing what are these last six games. We have all the best teams in the Big 12 in this stretch. Yeah, I mean, uh, Baylor's a tournament team. That's a seven seed. Kansas is like looking at like a two or three seed. Um, well, I mean, it, it's strange. How, it's strange how like the they're they're projecting Kansas as a two or three seed, but then they're projecting Kansas State as like a five seed. Um, yeah, that might change. But I mean, like you're saying, K- Baylor, Kansas, TCU, Iowa State, Texas, and then probably Texas. I, I guess we don't have Kansas State in the stretch, which is maybe the other best team in the Big Twelve, but. I mean, the Big 12 could have anywhere between five to seven teams in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have Iowa State, Texas is a bubble team, TCU is a bubble team, Oklahoma State's not getting in, Kansas for sure, so that's two for sure, Baylor for sure, that's three, Oklahoma's a bubble team, Um, Kansas State's in. We're Uh, in. We're in. So we we got three bubble teams, four definites. Yeah, and I, I could see Texas getting in. Yeah, I, I mean, getting in. you know, they love putting in big brand name teams, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and, and TCU's actually won some big games too. So yeah. 
If they I mean, would have just beat Kansas, then they would have definitely been in. But they, they've got a chance to get in there. they got to play Oklahoma, Iowa State. I mean, there's definitely going to be some cannibalism within within the yep. Big 12. So Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I, I think we end up with I think we end up with five teams. Yeah, with five teams, and I see. I mean, you know what? Since it's our first episode, since you know a long break, uh, let's just give some projections to to where Tech ends up uh, in the tournament. I mean, I would. Yeah, this is our first episode of the season, so let's give our projections. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, just say that I projected Tech to to be at eight and four at. By uh, February thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Also, happy oh, yeah. New Year to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope you all had a great holiday season. Um, Ours lasted a long time. Yeah, we took a three month holiday. It was pretty nice, except for we were working the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but no uh, projections. You know, as far as the tournament goes, you know. Right now we're on a hot streak. You ride this hot streak, you hit the Big 12 tournament. You want to make sure you don't fade out soon, like quick there, because then you have too long of a break before the March Madness starts. So, you know, you go deep in the Big 12 tournament, and I think that's going to be a big deciding factor. And if we can do well in the Big 12 tournament, keep riding this hot hand, which I believe we will, then, I mean, last year was an Elite Eight team. This year's team is just so good at defense that if a defensive team like this that can also shoot the three – and, you know, play – obviously our offense hasn't been incredible, but the defense is something that you can ride through a few rounds easily. I mean, Elite Eight was incredible last year. I think we can get back to it. God, I think, Ryan, that we get to the Final Four this year. Oh, my God. I would love that so I, much. I think, I think we get to the Final Four this year. But it all depends on who we play. I yeah, mean, it's brackets, man. It's, it's like if we have to play Duke again – for the love of God, if we have to play Duke again in the I just 16. Think, I think because we've played them, we we won't be in the same bracket. You think so? Yeah, but I, I think there's a few teams that if you get put in the same bracket as them, it's going to be just close to impossible to make the Final Four. And I think the, the hardest team is Virginia. Virginia, the Tech-Virginia game would be, I mean, that would just be a It would be like 40 fight. to 40. It would be... <laughs> It would be such a dogfight. We actually can look at where we're projected at with the other teams right now. Uh, first round, we would have Butler. Uh, that's a good matchup for us. The next yeah. round, we would either have Wisconsin or New Mexico State. Wisconsin. Ooh. Wisconsin, they're dangerous. Wisconsin, I think we could shut down. Wisconsin's uh, a tournament team, though. They love the spotlight. That is where they shine. Ethan Happ, big game player. Tech I mean, loves granted, the these tournament. Are, these are absurd fucking projections by the way it's like one person's bracketology probably yeah but joe, it's still what we can go off of joe lunardi uh but this is us this is us projected a five seed that means we would have to play the number one seed in the sweet 16 i i see us ending up as a three god ryan you know if they're in kansas city for the sweet 16 are we going uh you better believe it <laughs> okay all uh, right so what what cities are there for the sweet 16 this year uh you know what? Uh, I thought it was Kansas City, but this this is showing like it's not showing anything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sweet sixteen locations. We should have looked this up, my friend. Uh, first one back, man. Um, we got first oh one. Los Angeles. 
Well, you live there. Oh, man. Uh, we got Atlanta. We got, and then we got Boston. Wow. Okay. Wait, Boston well, again? Yeah. So we're so I'm either going to Boston or Ryan's coming to LA. Yeah, that's kind of convenient, man. Yeah, that works out. I mean, you put Tech in this Boston bracket again. Ooh, doggy. Last year we went to the game and they went to the lead eight. Yeah, and uh, man, we were featured on TV that entire time. And the last time yep. that I went to a Wisconsin game, they lost on a buzzer beater to Florida. That's true. Yeah. At Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So, you know, I think if we are playing Wisconsin, I, I do have to go because um, I am good luck. Uh, I'll tell you what. If it's in Nebraska, I'm sorry, fans. We won't be there. Man, I think we're going to have to go. <laughs> Omaha, uh, Nebraska? One of us will be there, and uh, yeah. we're splitting the ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I, L.A., Atlanta, Boston, I think we would go to any of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Omaha, I just feel like, how do you get to Omaha? Do you have to, like, take a dog slide? (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, (laughs) this episode's gone a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, I mean, knocking off the rust, but the boys are back. God, you know, we had cliff notes. What are we going to do for Chris Beard? Um... We can think of something clever by next episode. Yeah, all right. Well, we won't leave that one for off the cuff. I do love Chris Beard. He is my favorite coach. And he he likes you, too. Remember at the game? Oh, yeah, the Whataburger. We're sit- yeah, we're sitting there right behind Texas Tech's bench. Tech's about to close the game out against Purdue in the Sweet 16. Everyone thought we couldn't do it, but the boys knew we could. And Chris yells out to Coach Beard, Hey, Coach, if you win this game, I'll get you a Whataburger. He turns around, gives us a nice smile and a thumbs up. He was pumped. He knew we had it in the bag, and we did. <laughs> oh, man. He's so funny. He's such a funny guy. He seems like such a good guy, he's too. He's just such a good guy. He's he's my favorite coach by far. Um, well, you know what? I think uh, I think that's it for me, man. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, I think it's just great to be back on the pod. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Raider Power Podcast and DM us anything you want to hear from us or be shouted out. Um, we didn't did not have a sponsor this week. Uh, I guess we'll have to contact some more local businesses and uh, see what they see want what they want us to shout out. Yeah, they were probably surprised we were back on the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Ryan and I'm Chris, and this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns up, baby. Guns up. <laughs>